Hey y'all, what is going on? What is going on? It's your girl, Melba Pearson, Melba from Miami, Melba for Justice, also known as the resident legal diva. And it is time for another Mondays with Melba. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Um, we, of course, did not have a Mondays with Melba last week because of the July 4th holiday. Uh, of course, I know folks are feeling some type of way with regards to what are we really independent from and where are we as a democracy? But it was definitely good to have time off, practice that self-care, and I hope all of you took time to disconnect and just at least spend time with family, friends, and family, of course, could be biological as well as chosen. So don't underestimate the importance of those moments as we move through our journey in life. Now, before I get into our amazing, amazing guest today, who is also a candidate for public office, I just want to bring a little attention to my funky Afro pick earrings that you may be seeing on me today. And if you're listening to the podcast, um, I may just have to drop a photo in the chat or something. Um, but this is to honor Willie Lee Morrow, who died at the age of 82 in his home in San Diego last Last week. He was the gentleman who popularized the Afro pick in the United States in 1962. Basically what happened, a friend of his went to Nigeria, came back with this interesting tool and was like, hey, you're a barber. This might be something you could use for, you know, black folks hair. And this was really that time frame in the 60s where black folks were moving away from using all kinds of caustic chemicals and really just embracing black pride and all that comes with it, which includes you wearing your natural hair without chemicals. And so the whole debate was like, well, <laughs> our hair is a little different. You can't just like run a comb just like that. So this, this gentleman really came up with a way of using traditional techniques from Africa, blending that with American culture and really creating a movement and capitalizing on the time frame to really push forward the standard of Black beauty, not just Black folks held to European standards of beauty, but really embrace, embracing Black beauty. So wanted to shout out uh, Mr. Morrow. May he rest in peace. I hope his family um, is getting love and comfort during this time, but definitely highlighting a little bit of Black History 365. All right. So pivoting to our amazing guest today, Brenda Guerrero, who is running for judge here in Miami-Dade County. So, Brenda, welcome to Mondays with Melba. Good afternoon, Melba, and good afternoon to your audience. I'm happy to be here today. Thank you for coming on and chatting with us today. So, for everybody listening, just to give you a heads up, the rules, the ethical rules here in Florida are very strict as to what judicial candidates can and cannot say while they're on the election trail, so on the campaign trail. So I'm going to ask questions so that y'all can get to know Brenda, but just know, do your research, definitely check out her website, you know, learn more about the process, but just know there's certain questions she's not going to be able to answer. For instance, judicial races are not partisan. So she can't really talk about what party she belongs to, what party, you know, what she supports. And she also can't talk about 
the types of cases that she may see in the future. So if you want to hear her views on Roe v. Wade or anything like that, yeah, not so much because that could theoretically be a case that will come in front of her. So want to make sure everybody has that context before we get into the discussion. So Brenda, tell us a little bit about your background and where you're from and you know what's brought you to this point. Well, I am, I was raised in Miami and I was born in Puerto Rico. My parents are Dominican and I am the youngest of seven children. I grew up in the Alapata neighborhood. Uh, for those of uh, that live in Miami or know Miami well, um, it's near the downtown area. Mainly the majority are Hispanics. Now there's more of a blended, more mixed um geographically and also with um, the different um, nationalities that are there that are moving in. I am running for circuit court judge in Miami-Dade County and the election's coming up. It's next month. It's August the 23rd and um, there's early voting. And so I, you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm running for judge. I am an, a lawyer, an attorney. I've been in a practicing attorney in Florida for close to 17 years. And um, I attended St. Thomas University School of Law. I attended public schools. I graduated from Miami Jackson Senior High School. I'm a Jackson General. And um, I attended also elementary and middle school here as well. Um, I practice family law. That's, I have, I'm a solo practitioner. And so I handle everything from divorces, custody cases, domestic violence, child support, alimony, that's what I handle now, what primarily comes through my door and what I handle, I specialize in that. And um, before then, I was an assistant state attorney for the child support division for close to 10 years in Dade County. And before then, my first job was working for legal aid, legal aid society in the civil division. And I represented low income individuals um, in uh, anything dealing with landlord, uh, landlord tenant disputes, anything civil. And so that's what I did for a living um, when I first started working. And so that's a little bit about me. I don't want to bore you with so many details because it's uh, many years, but that's primarily it. No, but what's really interesting, first of all, it's not boring. Because I think folks really need to understand that, you know, when you're electing a judge, you really have to look at their connections to the community and whether or not they really understand the complexities that Miami-Dade County is, right? Like Miami-Dade County is not like, you know, a little homogeneous town. It's a big city with big city problems and with a diverse resident base. So it's really critical that folks understand the history that a candidate has within the community and what they can bring to the table. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what a circuit court judge would hear or would handle in Miami-Dade County? Yes. A circuit court judge can be assigned and will be assigned to one of five divisions, either civil, probate, dependency, criminal, or family. And so if I'm elected or when I'm elected, I would literally be assigned to one of those divisions. And so I would preside, for example, criminal would have to be felony cases. Um, anything that's felony, misdemeanors would be handled at the county court level. If it's family, anything related to divorces, custody, domestic violence. If it's civil cases and anything that's um, in controversy or lawsuit of $30,000 or more. If it's probate, anything related to probate, 
and dependency dealing with juveniles. And the, and the, and the, and the um, chief judge of Miami is the one that would assign me. Cool, cool. Okay. And so this is an elected position. Um, when you win on August 23rd, how long is the term? How does that work? It's for six years. So the term will be getting all the elections in August, and we'll find out who was elected. I would take office or the, the winner would take office in January and serve for six years. And then after the six years, you would have to go back on the ballot um, and, you know, at that time, determine whether or not you're opposed or unopposed. Awesome. Okay. I think we had a little glitch there. So could you repeat yes. the last part of that? You said yes. six years and then... Six years, and then you would you would serve for six years, and then at the end of the six-year term, you would have to go back on the ballot, either opposed or unopposed, Right. every awesome. six years. Okay. And so now, why are you running now? What What are you hoping to do? Are you trying to... There's some changes that you're trying to highlight. You know, what's sort of your reasoning for running now? Well, I think it's time. It's been on my mind for a very long time as an attorney, I've been able to um, do very powerful things and things that have helped things that I care about and people that I care about and people that really need my help. And so I think that as a, as a judge, I would have a bigger impact than what I have now. Um, any attorney and every attorney has the power and has a big power to help out and to make big changes. And I think that as a judge, it, it would make a bigger impact that I can be in a courtroom and being fair, I represent, I have my own law firm and I know what people are looking for because I have clients and they tell me, you know, after I went to court, I didn't like this or I like this. And so I know what people are looking for. They want to be respected. People have been, you know, wait a long time to for their cases to be heard, especially with the pandemic. It took a long time for their cases to be heard. And so when they when they go to court or they log into Zoom, they want to know that the judge listens to their particular case and that their case is the world to them. Yeah. And that even they're not going to let you go on in a, you know, in a narrative and just talk and talk, but at least they, that you, they care and that you matter and, you know, and obviously follow the law and apply it to the facts of the case. And so I want to be able to do that because, you know, I know what people are looking for and I want to help at a bigger level. Yeah. So speaking of that, I mean, it's clear from your career path that you've been doing a lot of work in the public service space, like with legal aid, then at the state attorney's office, even though we're there close to the same time, we didn't really like overlap because the buildings are like <laughs> totally separate locations in the city. Um, and then now working in family law, how, how does that spill over into your personal life? So from the standpoint of what organizations do you volunteer with? You know, do you do other service activities outside of your professional life? I do. And um, I do dedicate my time to causes or organizations that I care about. For example, Teen Court. And Teen Court is, as you know, is it, it's run by the Public Defender's Office and, and the State Attorney's Office. And I've been doing it for close to seven years. I, I believe I'm either the longest serving attorney or close to the longest serving attorney. I, when I go and I volunteer, I, you know, a couple of times a month, I am a judge. I preside over cases as a judge, over cases for juveniles that did something wrong, a misdemeanor, and I mentor them because it's very important to be involved and catch the individuals when they're very young because you can change a life. 
you can, you know, maybe point them in the right direction and have someone there to talk to them. And so I am able to do that through team court or, you know, young, young, uh, youngsters that want to be attorneys later on. And I mentor them on maybe how to do objections, closing statements, opening statements. And so team court is an organization that I've been involved in for a long time. I'm also the president of the Dominican American Bar Association. Um, and, you know, I am Dominican. And so that's very important to me to be able to represent and to help out um, and mentor also uh, law school students and um, in the community, the Dominican community, um, and in, in Latin, Latin people, Latinos as well. I'm also appointed guardian ad litem in family cases. Uh, where I look out for the best interest of the children and give a recommendation to the court as to what I believe, once I made my investigation, what would be best for the child. I also uh, am a member of the ESAC in South Miami. I sit on the board of South Miami Middle School uh, to make decisions for the school along with the other board members. I also am a volunteer attorney for No More Tears which is an organization that represents victims of domestic violence and human trafficking in Miami-Dade County and in Broward County with divorces, paternity actions, injunctions. Um, and so I do that on the side in addition to my law firm and in addition to my two teenagers. <laughs> which that right there is a full-time job. But anyway. It really is. It really is. And they've so been helping me. They've been helping me in the campaign trail. I can imagine here, take these flyers, knock these doors, because again, y'all, just reminding you, you know, what you may see in the media about campaigning, it's so glamorous. It's really not. It's not. <laughs> they were with me. We, I went to the HBCU picnic mm -hmm. um, in um, Florida Memorial University this weekend. It was a great turnout. Oh my God, it was so nice. Oh. So many people, and they were there handing out flyers saying, you know, vote for my mom. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. You're you're out this, this weekend. Yes. It's a family affair for sure. It is. It is. Do it without their support, you know, without the family support, you know? Absolutely. So, so what do you do for fun then? Like what, you know, when you need to blow off steam and it's been, you know, you've been volunteering, you're, you know, had a full day at work. What are some of the things that you like to do and you know, or, or places that you enjoy in Miami? Well, I like eating out in restaurants. I'm a foodie. So I really enjoy eating out, going to have a nice dinner. Um, I like concerts, you know, going to listen to the Pinecrest Gardens. They have symphony concerts there. I like that. I like dancing. I love dancing. Any dancing, if you have the radio on or Pandora or whatever, uh, my family and I, we enjoy dancing. We're Dominican. Yeah. <laughs> so, for downtime, we do a lot of dancing, mm -hmm. um, exercise. I mm -hmm. work out, and that really helps me out to just de-stress. Um, and spending time with you know my family, even though it's not uh, you know considered a hobby, but just spending time with my family because I do have a big family, mm -hmm. and my six siblings they have their own children, and my my mom, my stepfather. So you know, just having a good downtime. 
Yeah, that's that's definitely huge. Because again, it's all about making sure that and I heard this quote, basically, it's sort of like a Jamaican quote, but it's sort of like, you don't you don't cuss where you you came from, right? So you have to always remember your roots and how that brought you to where you are today. And that is the foundation of who you are and, you know, why you serve. So, you know. Absolutely. And my family, we're all in public service. My sister, one of my sisters, she's a teacher. She was a, a teacher in elementary school for 20 years in Dade County. And now she's a professor in Miami-Dade College. I have, a, her husband is a, a Miami city of Miami firefighter for 22 years. My brother uh, works for uh, the city of Miami uh, as one of the general workers, as one of the mechanics. Uh, my other sister works uh, for housing discrimination in Miami-Dade County. Uh, my my other sister's a doctor, although it's not considered public service, but she is a physician. That's so, a service. Yeah, <laughs> a very necessary service. Hello. I know. <laughs> so we're all very public service minded individuals. That is awesome. That is awesome. All right. So we, you know, we've got the election coming. It's August 23rd. Um, what are some other key dates that folks should know? Because I know we've got early voting for about 10 days before that. Um deadline coming up for folks to be able to register to vote by mail, all of that. Any other key dates you think people should know? Yes. The, the early voting is from August 8th through August 21st, where you can practically vote anywhere. There's a precinct. Uh, if you wait till the official day, August 23rd, you do have to vote in your precinct. And then I believe the absentee ballots will be mailed out July the 19th, which is coming up next Tuesday. Uh, make sure that you update your voter registration form. If you haven't done that, if you're not even registered to vote, please register. It's very important to vote, not only for me, but for other other positions, other candidates, because they will make an impact in your life. You know, oftentimes when people see judge's name on the ballot, the majority of the people do not know the judges, who they're voting for, what their background is. Um, and it's important to do that because judges, although we don't make laws, we don't pass laws, we just interpret the laws, we do, it, it does impact your daily lives and we do impact or they can impact your family's lives, your neighbor's lives. And so it's very important that you know who is on the bench and that you have a say on that. Absolutely. Amen. Because it drives me nuts that folks skip over that part of the ballot and they don't realize the importance that judges have in your day-to-day -day life. And you may think of it like, well, I don't get in trouble or nobody in my family gets in trouble, so why should I care? But it's about broader issues of safety and the types of sentences that are being imposed or are people being treated fairly in the various courtrooms throughout this county. And then the bigger thing that now people are starting to realize, which was why I was freaking out, this is, this is Mella Pearson speaking on the partisan side of it, I was freaking out in 2016 with with regards to the last presidential administration, because I'm like, this is going to be several Supreme Court appointments and we're seeing that play out now. So this is just your reminder that the local judges end up being that feeder towards yeah. higher courts. So courts of appeals, the, your, your state Supreme Court, the federal courts of appeals, oftentimes the federal courts will take from local state judges. So again, it's very important that we have a really good pool of judges that the presidents can pull from, whether it be Biden and another, you know, 
throughout the rest of his administration, whoever follows him after that, we have to make sure that there is a qualified pool of judges that we can pull from when it comes time for those higher court appointments that are going to be coming down the pike. So super important for everyone to really keep that in mind. Um, Brenda, and of course, this is just me speaking, editorializing. This is not reflecting Brenda's views. <laughs> Making that very clear. So Brenda, what is your website for folks to learn more about you, support you, donate if they're able to, volunteer if they can? Yes, it's www.brenda4judge with for-judge.com. And you can also follow me on social media, on Instagram at Brenda for Judge or Facebook, Brenda Guerrero for Judge. And, um, you know, I'm very happy just to inform your viewers and yourself, Melba, that I've been endorsed by many, many public officials, which is very important to me and helps me out because, as you know, candidates for judge were unable to, we don't have a platform. We basically people are voting for us based on our experience and the connection that we have. And so endorsements mean a lot because, you know, if you if you trust who the endorser is and and they like me, then you sort of trust that as well. I was uh, endorsed by the South Florida Council of Firefighters, um, also by AFSME, which is the union, the local union for the general employees in D Dade County. Um, also by the mayor of Miami Shores, Sandra Harris, uh, Dr. Steve Gallen, who was the vice chair of Miami-Dade School Board, uh, John Taylor, vice mayor of the city of Opelika, um, Roberto Martel, who is the mayor of city of Medley, Crystal Wagger, village of Miami Shores Council, Digna Cabral, who is the vice mayor of city of Doral, Jason Pizzle, Florida State Senator, Michael Joseph, who's the North Miami Beach Commissioner, Keon Hardiman, who's the Miami-Dade County Commissioner, um, Audrey Dominguez, the Opelika Commissioner, and um, also Mayor Xavier Suarez. Uh, he's And also he was also a, a former Miami-Dade County Commissioner. And of course, my former principal in Miami-Jackson, Mayor Enid Weissman from City of Aventura. She was actually my principal back when I was in Miami-Jackson Senior High School. Wow. In the nineties, <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. <laughs> and we go way back. Nice. So I'm blessed. I'm blessed that I have their endorsements, um, and I and I take that very seriously. And you know, people can look up and read information about me, so they can make an informed decision as well. Absolutely. So Brenda, give everyone that website one more time. And just for everybody listening in on the podcast or uh, on YouTube anywhere, I'm going to also drop the link in the comments or in the chat. So, but I just want to make sure you hear it from Brenda as well. One more time, Brenda. Yes. www.brendaforjudge.com. F-O-R, not a number four for my website. Awesome. Well, everyone, make sure to definitely log into her website, check her out, learn what she's about. Um, at the very least, vote. If you can do more, if you can volunteer, that'd be awesome. If you could donate, even better still. But at the very least, please make sure to vote because these seats are very important. They have a direct impact on our day-to-day -day lives. And we cannot, we're in a place where we cannot afford to skip anything over on the ballot. We need to vote in every single election for every single office because every single one of these folks has an impact on our community, on our lives, and on the country that we wish to see. So 
keep all of that in mind. And any final words for you, Brenda? Thank you, Melba, for giving me the opportunity to talk to your viewers. We are very well respected, and I am honored to be here um, on your show, on your program, your podcast. And thank you, everyone. Please go out and vote. It's very important, August 23rd, Brenda Guerrero for Circuit Court Judge. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brenda. And everyone, again, remember the key dates. Election Day in Miami-Dade County is August 23rd. We have early voting just before that that ends on August 21st. So make sure to be aware about that. And then also make sure now, today, when you're listening to me, go double check your registration status. I'm going to drop some links with regards to how to do that. But I am election ready is the website where you can go check your registration, make sure everything is correct. Uh, make sure your party affiliation is still what you want it to be. If you wanted to vote by mail, make sure that you have checked that off. The deadline to, to uh, register to vote by mail, I believe is August 12th. Um, but again, you don't wanna wait that late because then that means your ballot's gonna come even later. And we don't know what's going on with the mail system. There's going to be some requirements with regards to where and how you can drop off your ballot. So the earlier that you can get your vote by mail ballot, the better. So definitely look into all of that now so that you're not scrambling. And also sample ballots have gone out. You can pull that off the website as well, just putting in your precinct information. But make sure to look at the ballot so you get an idea of who's on the ballot Start doing your research and make sure you have all the information to be ready to vote on August 23rd or before. So thank can you, I, Brenda, for coming on. Can I say one last thing, which yes. I remember now? Okay. Also remember to your viewers, and I get this a lot, that the county literally covers, you can vote for me all the way from Florida City to the Broward-Dade County line and then East Miami Beach and then West. So it's the entire county. So regardless if you live in Aventura, Florida City, Miami Beach, you can still vote for me because my name will be on the ballot in the entire county. It's a big county. Yes, that, that, thank you for that because this is a county-wide race. All the judges are county-wide races. So it will be on your ballot. Make sure to be ready. Make sure you've got the information. And again, Brenda, thank you so much for your service and for coming on Mondays with Melba. Thank you. Bye. All right, y'all. Take good care. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.